Hello, all you clear-minded people. Long time no see. I want to say thank you so much for all your patience while we are transitioning to season two. I'm going to try and throw out more bonus episodes for you guys while we're waiting for uh, some more interviews and some more uh, setup work that's going to be done. But um, I'm going to try and give you some dailies if that's at all possible. I don't want to try to make it an everyday occurrence, but hopefully that will be something that we can get to because A, that's how we build our audience, obviously, but B, it's good for you guys as well, uh, for those of you who like to hear our voices. Um, so a big reason why I haven't been able to create a lot of content uh, this week is, and the week before, is simply because, well, there's kind of a revolution going on which is pretty weird, not gonna lie. I remember a, I wanna say a sociologist actually was talking about this eight years ago, um, viced an article on him. I wanna say he was like, his name was Peter something. Uh, he's a Russian American uh, scientist who was dictating how uh, every basically 50 years, there's some sort of like upheaval to our government where there's some form of violence that occurs in three different stages. Really fascinating article. I absolutely recommend uh, you all checking it out. So I want to talk about something that uh, is obviously going on. Uh, I'm going to be doing a lot more protest engagements. Maybe I'll bring some video there and try to bring some audio, interview some people so that we can show you what's on the ground as well in our neck of the woods, get some other like-minded activists' uh, voices on here. But uh, until then, I think I'm gonna try to have a little bit of fun with the news. I'm gonna try to not make it too serious. Maybe Graham and I will get into the weeds into it, or maybe some other guests I have will get into the weeds. But when, when it's just me doing a, uh, a bit like this, I'm gonna try to keep it as I don't know fun as possible as as fun as you know some of the news goes and I'm going to do I'm gonna to try to limit the amount of editing on this as possible because I don't want to waste my time in trying to give you guys like like nitpicking details on editing so that you can get the best quality possible because at the end of the day, what matters is just content, information, and making sure that you guys are uh, uh, engaged, informed, and also, I, I, I honestly missed it. I, I miss being in front of the mic. I, I like doing this quite a bit, um, even if it's uh, only on average uh, uh, a certain number of people <laughs> listening to us. But, you know, we just started out, so this will only grow, and again... Uh, we, we grow as a community. So if you like this podcast, if you like what we're doing here, please share the podcast with your friends and family. Please share our uh, Facebook page. If you haven't liked our Facebook page in the clear, please go ahead and like that on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. And uh, eventually we'll get a, uh, a Instagram set up and a, uh, a different Patreon page. <laughs> anyway. Let, let, let's get on with some of the stuff I want to talk about. So, right off the bat, there is this video going around of this 75-year-old man um, who was shoved by police while 
at a uh, protest and he was shoved to the ground and his head hit the concrete and he started bleeding out of his ear. It's an incredibly graphic video. If you haven't seen it, I I caution you, but I would encourage you to watch it just because it is pretty much the epitome of just how merciless these police are in responding to these protesters. It's absolutely crazy. So the thing that I found extremely, extremely offensive about this video was when I was watching it, I noticed he had something in his hand. So as he was approaching the officers, I was thinking to myself, oh, okay, maybe he's going to have an altercation with them or something along those lines. What he had in his hands was a police helmet. He was trying to return a helmet to the police. And the police, in response to his good faith, shoved him, and now he's in critical condition. Stable condition, but critical condition. I can tell you right now, if you're an old person, an older uh, citizen, you, when you break a bone, that takes a huge toll on your body. A lot of communities will even say that if you break your hip when you're an elderly person, it's very common to see that person die within three to six months because a hip bone breaking is very, it's very totally on the body. And sometimes the body just can't keep up with it and it's too much and the body exhausts itself and uh, the person dies. So th this is serious, that they could potentially have killed this man. They, if he dies from this injury, I mean, will there be justice? Hopefully. But the only way we're going to get any justice for any of these people is if we continue activism. Um, and there are things that occur as we continue our activism. So, first of all, um, the NFL apologized for not listening to the player protest and condemns racism. So, Kaepernick haters, where are you at now? <laughs> so, because of our actions, we are now starting to see more and more people fold to the moral argument. Even LA has voted to defund the police by $150 million. Minneapolis has just voted to completely and utterly defund the police which is another amazing story it's it, it just goes to show that um we really need to have a serious talk about what the future of policing is because when you look at any other country it is a much more orderly and very narrow area of work that police do police in this country are used for everything from like homeless roundups to border security to doing drug raids like they're so militarized that they lack all proper training consequences uh, they lack all proper training and that results in a lot of consequences not only for them but for the citizens as well uh, in other countries it takes like sometimes two to four years to be a certified police officer here 
in this country, on average, you can be a police officer in 21 weeks. Like right out of high school. Just be a police officer before you're 19 years old. That is insane. That is crazy. And the police force is so, so over the top funded. It actually takes away from other institutions. And I feel like the whole talk about defunding the police, I should probably have a conversation with that uh, on its own with Graham. But just note that there are a lot of merits toward defunding the police. Um, so another thing that happened is um, the D.C. mayor kicked out 1,200 troops uh, coming from 10 states out of hotels in D.C. And uh, th th these, these troops were there initially for um, keeping order and balance, but, but primarily to uh, beat the crap out of protesters so that Trump could have his uh, little photo op in front of a church where he held a Bible upside down. And <laughs> the, the, this just gets me. I love Harley Davidson's, don't you all? <laughs> yeah, um, just FYI, uh, the, their traffic happens quite a bit, so uh, get used to it. <laughs> uh, the reason why we have music in the uh, down low is to kind of like cover up a lot of the uh, uh, noise that comes in the background. But Harley Davidson's, man, those are terrible motorcycles, by the way. Just absolutely garbage machines. Like I'm, if you if you're a Harley Davidson owner, I mean, I I don't I don't disrespect you, and I'm sure you're a wonderful moral human being. But I really hate and despise the machine that you own. <laughs> it is so obnoxiously loud, and I'm a guy who loves loud rock music. That thing is way too loud, and it's just a crappy engine. They're the uh, I, I forget what they are, but like the pistons or whatever. They're off center, so that actually creates that sound. That's typically a sign of a terrible engine. You don't hear an engine go off like that in other vehicles because a uh, vehicle engineer would be like, "Ooh, what's wrong with the engine?" Well, it's completely off by. Uh, 100%. So you're going to get a loud noise like that. <sighs> okay, that's my rant against Harley Davidson's. I'm sorry if we uh, pissed off any Harley Davidson fans. Um, so, yeah, the mayor of DC kicked out these 1,200 troops. And the thing is, there were Republicans that were in uh, Congress that were saying how, oh, this is so completely obnoxious. How could they kick out the troops from the hotels that they were staying at? This is, this is so inhumane and so terrible. They don't have the right. And I'm just thinking to myself, oh my God. Are we, are we seriously going to finally use the third amendment here? <laughs> for, for those of you that don't know, the third amendment is basically, um, it allows anyone who owns 
a house or a hotel or anything with uh, quarters, you have the right to deny quarters to soldiers. They don't, like, you don't have to tell them that, uh, you don't have to provide a housing arrangement for them, uh, especially for free, because that, that was a big deal in the Revolutionary War back in 1776, where a lot of, uh, that came over from Britain, they just lived with people that had houses in the colonies. And those people didn't really have a word or say in the matter because they just didn't have barracks or enough of them. So they just told some of the soldiers, all right, you live with this person. Like, well, uh, do I get a say in it? No, and you also have to feed them. <laughs> so that that's the third amendment. Um, a lot of people always quote the First Amendment, a lot of people quote the Second Amendment, but then they skip the third and go straight to the fourth. And I just found it really hilarious and funny that, <laughs> that like, surprise, Third Amendment's in the house! <laughs> oh my goodness, I... I, I, I will say that uh, if that does come to fruition at some point where, uh chump somehow says after this oh yeah uh we're gonna need people to uh take in soldiers and put them in their houses for free and they have to feed them third amendment immediately oh i i will look forward to that <laughs> seriously you harley davidson owners get a better motorcycle those are terrible oh jeez. but yeah so Republicans are starting to back off Trump, though. We might not see the Third Amendment argument have to come into place because, I mean, General Mattis, Colin Powell, um, two guys I don't really like or respect all that much, but still very prominent Republican voices that hold a lot of sway. And I don't think it's going to take away the Trump cult that has... Uh, it enlarged itself around Trump, but it might knock off a few of his supporters. It might chip away at some of the base that's there. Uh, but I think Republicans are going to be in for a world of hurt coming soon because even Fox News has to uh, rebuke against Trump now, saying how this is not your news station you don't own fox news because he's had a lot of sway with them he's had a lot of demeaning comments that he's told to people that have worked there um obviously oh, what's what, what's her name um the, the one who used to work there um shoot i forget your name um the, <laughs> the the one where where he said that you could see blood in her eyes blood from her wherever it's just like, um, what? So he he's had an, a love-hate relationship with the people of Fox News. And they kind of just have to go with it because they get free publicity because of the president, because of his call-ins. But, I mean, this guy's insane now. And it's it's not it doesn't even matter that he has a cult around him. Because you could argue there is... A huge anti-Trump mindset now that people 
who don't even like Joe Biden or don't even like anyone that's running for president right now, they're just going to go out and just try to go against Trump as much as possible. They're going to either vote for Joe Biden or they're going to vote third party. A lot of them are going to just tell the world, hey, this entire two-party system sucks. Trump's a monster, but we don't like anything that you are giving to us. I mean, Trump visited a rural town in northern Maine called Bangor, and that was a district that he he won, actually, because Maine is one of two states that can split electoral points. And so 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 this is this is like quasi Trump country. It's it's arguably purple, but he won the district. And when he visited Bangor, there were over a thousand people that came out to protest against him. This town has 35,000 people in it, okay? Let, let's say let, let's say I'll be generous. 500 people came from outside of that town. That means like one in 70 citizens or something like that came out to uh, say no to Trump. <laughs> like, like publicly. Who knows how many more of them are just thinking to themselves, ah, man, I just can't uh, stand this guy at all. But yeah, a thousand people in rural Maine came out to say no to Trump in the small town of Bangor when he arrived to visit a factory that produces the Q-tips for COVID-19 test kits and he decided to not wear a mask and they had to throw out all of the uh, Q-tips that they made that day because they were all potentially infected because of the president. So, how, that's fun, right? <laughs> Man, he he is in a world of hurt. That there was a poll that I saw yesterday that in 2008 uh, Barack Obama was up by one and a half percentage points against McCain. He was up by 1.3 against Mitt Romney in 2012 and Hillary Clinton was up by Trump by 1.3 points um, all in this time frame that that's that's how much they were up by so o Obama won fairly well against McCain um, like that that was I think we all kind of remember that as a uh, as kind of a landslide it was a bit more of a battle against Romney but uh, t to be fair I mean once the 47 percent uh, nonsense came out with Romney like he just didn't have a chance and with Hillary Clinton like all the polls were just completely off that year and like that, that uh, like you have to take that into account um, they might be off a little bit this year um, but looking at the way that some of the leanings are going and um, because I suspect that this is going to be a older generational uh, bid for the presidency, because I just don't see the young generation or or unlikely voters uh, coming out nearly as much as say, uh, as they did for Bernie Sanders and for Barack Obama in 2008. That being said, 
Biden is up by eight points this time around. He's up by eight points right now. So let, let, let's be real here. Trump's in trouble. Trump is in big trouble because his numbers are only going to get worse from here on out. And the thing is, what, what, what ground is he going to make up? He only has, four, like, at most 49% of the vote. He has at most 49% of the vote. So he's going to be able to maybe chip away a little bit at Biden when some other negative uh, spiel comes out. But let's be real here. What negative things are going to come out with Biden that are going to eclipse Donald Trump's negativities? I'm not thinking of any. Like, you could throw in Tara Reid. You could throw in his clear dementia. But Trump literally said that he would shoot citizens for looting. You can't walk those words back. You can't do that. And by the way... For anyone listening to this, if you find anyone that's like still saying that they should vote for Trump, just tell them, are you okay with him saying that we should shoot people in this country for looting, that we should murder them for stealing, we should murder them for arson and give them no trial whatsoever? Are you okay with just murdering citizens? There were more people in Afghanistan and in Iraq with American soldiers that had more justice than what's going on right now in this country with these protests. It's it's crazy. So yeah. Crazy times you live in. If if you haven't gone out and um in protest yet, uh, I highly highly recommend it. Like be on the right side of history everyone. I mean, it feels good, but also, it's this this cause is bigger than you. It's so much bigger than you. And if you just don't have the time to protest, you can absolutely donate money to um, any bailout charges uh, that some of the protests are, are going under. Um, but but if, if if you don't have funds to to spend, and, and and I get that, like we're all tight for cash here because this economy is absolutely rigged confront your family members who are Trump supporters confront them because you need to like that's your own battleground right there I'll tell you right now I come from a family that is entirely Republican and I'm gonna have some very awkward conversations coming up I just straight up am I had to tell an uncle earlier today that if you vote for Trump you are either ignorant of the facts that are going down, ignorant of Trump's systemic racism, his systemic sexism, his systemic fascist ideology. You're either ignorant of those things or you're okay with them, which makes you either an idiot or a bigot. Or uh, honestly, both. If you're a bigot, you're an idiot. So definitely take some time out of your day to support the cause because this country has to change for the better there's a lot of rise in uh dictators and fascists all over this country we can't let that happen here in this country we need to empower 
all of our citizens and not just the elite and the powerful. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, again, please, 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 if you can, like us on Twitter, like us on Facebook at In The Clear, and uh, share this podcast with your friends and family. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you on the flip side. Just